Welcome, welcome, creepy cats. Today, Jackie is going to be sharing her crime involving a deadly betrayal. And this might be our most dramatic episode yet. We are talking backstabbing, affairs amongst friends, paternity tests, all the drama. Please be aware that this episode will discuss violence and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the podcast. We are back, and today we are telling another episode of Deadly Betrayals. Ooh, I can't wait to hear some drama. Yes, you know I will hit you with more drama, so let's just get right into it. Is yours as disgusting as mine? No. Thank God. No, mine's not disgusting. I mean, it's sad, obviously, and it's a betrayal, like all true crime stories are sad, but it's not disgusting. Okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I can't handle another story like mine. I don't even no. know why I picked it. Right? So, I'm going to be talking, I'm just going to get right into it and talk about Robert Barroso. He was born in 1988. He was a lovey, lovey, <laughs> <laughs> a loving, happy, outgoing, full of life type of person. Um, and he, people said, you know, he lit up. The place when he walked in. One of those. Love it. One of his best friends' name was Stephen Getter. They were besties since they were kids. I think, like, maybe ten years old or younger than that. Cute. They played together, rode bikes together, got into trouble together, did young boy stuff. (laughs) Stephen was basically, like, family to Robert. And Stephen had a sister named Jennifer. Robert actually ended up liking Jennifer, and the two ended up getting married. So that made Robert and Stephen brother-in-law after that. How did uh, Robert feel about that? They were both really happy about it. They were excited. Okay, good. So, I mean, it's like Stephen. Stephen's sister. Robert's with Stephen's sister. But yeah, they they were happy about that, both of them. I think we're pretty excited about that. Okay. So, yeah. Things were looking good. Robert and Jennifer were happily married, and a few years into their marriage, they became pregnant, and Robert said he was, like, just living his life completely for his son when they gave birth. He loved being a father, was very, very excited about it. Everything seemed really good for the couple. Cute. But four years into the marriage, Jennifer wasn't really happy She wanted to start her own sewing business, and so she put in a lot of time into this, like, sort of sewing thing, but she also put in less time with her son and Robert, so I think Jennifer and Robert kind of started to drift away a little bit. Mm. At the same time, Stephen had a fiancé, and her name was Roxy Bruce. Uh, Stephen, Roxy, and Robert would all hang out together and just kick it, but Stephen and Roxy were also kind of going through it a little bit. They were engaged, but I think their relationship, they were kind of fighting a bit, and their relationship was a little bit rocky. Yeah. 
So, Stephen would go to work sometimes and leave Roxy and Robert together just hanging out. And so, Roxy and Robert became pretty close friends because they began to talk about how they were kind of unhappy in their relationships and they began to confide with one another about that. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so as you can imagine, one day the two just end up kissing and hooking up and they sleep together. What the hell? So this is a brother and sister's wife. Like, imagine brother and sister, one day you talk to each other and you're like, are our significant others having sex? Literally, yeah. That's like, horrible. not only are you screwing over your best friend... But also, and your wife. Oh my But it's goodness. even double because it's your best friend's sister. Oh gosh. We're literally approximately four minutes into this podcast. <laughs> and it's so messy already. It's going to go pretty quick. But yeah, there's no really, there's no way to tell it. There's no other way around it. It's just a hot mess right quick. And I'll just tell it to you like it is. My story is just a little fling. A little <laughs> hot mess. <laughs> Yeah, this story is... So, Robert and Roxy start to get closer. And they start to take their relationship a little bit to the next level and start texting. Oh, my God. Roxy, at one point, ends up sending some inappropriate pictures of herself and some nudes to Robert. Not the nudes. The nudies. She sends them to Robert. Jennifer ends up checking Robert's phone at some point and finds the nudies. <sighs> She's obviously shocked, furious, disgusted, all the things. She doesn't even know how she'll ever trust Robert again after all that. Yeah. Stephen also finds out, no <sighs> surprise. And he just like finds out about the pictures. I don't know if they exactly said, like, yeah, we're sleeping together at that point, but, I mean, I'm sure the pictures basically said it all, even if they didn't come out and say that. Yeah. I mean, they at least knew they were sexting. Yeah, so that's just bad enough. So, Stephen actually came over to Robert's house when Robert was sleeping and just, like, beat the crap out of Robert in his sleep. So, Stephen just beats the crap out of Robert when he's asleep, and their friendship is basically ruined. I mean, at least fight, like, facing each other, like men. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, but that this whole thing kind of ruins their friendship. Oh, really? It wasn't sleeping with the one's wife that ruined their friendship? Uh, I don't know exactly which one was which. <laughs> what was the icing on the cake? The culmination of the events yeah. ruined their friendship. <laughs> exactly. So, and to make it a double whammy, Jennifer tells Robert that she wants a divorce and then she's taking the house. Oh, so gosh. Robert has to end up staying with his mother. A quick downfall, a quick turn of events. That's embarrassing. Roxy also ended the affair with Robert and said that she was going back to Stephen. He lost his mane and his side. Why would Stephen take her and back? And his best friend. Yeah. Like, literally everybody in his life. Why would Stephen take her... Whatever. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. And p people... Friends of Roxy said she really didn't know what to do. Like, she was pretty back and forth with who she wanted to be with. I think it was, like, 
she did love them both one minute. She wanted to be with Robert the next Steven, but okay. eventually she just stuck with Steven. And eventually Robert and Steven did end up being friends again. <laughs> they started their relationship again, and they started to go fishing together and just chilling together, and Roxy even started hanging out with the two again. What? Yeah. She's like, hey, Robert, remember that one time? Like, that was crazy. Let's play. Well, could you even imagine being at family events? Like, you would just look. I feel like every time you would make eye contact, you'd just be thinking about that one time. Like, I'd be pretty disgusted. I don't know how they. Yeah, I don't know. I would never, but again, I'm going to try not to judge because who knows? I yeah, mean, exactly. We don't judge here. It's just crazy. But. However, things came to another turn of events when Roxy said that she was pregnant and she wasn't sure if Stephen or Robert was the father. So did this mean that she was cheating again or this was from when she had cheated This was ago? from when she cheated. Okay. Like, she really wasn't sure which one it was. Yeah. So she told both men, she was honest with them and told both men that the baby could be theirs, and that she thought that both men equally had a chance of the baby being theirs. They might as well just thruple at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when Roxy ended up having the baby, everybody in Steven's family thought that Robert was the baby daddy, because they said that the baby just looked more like Robert. Robert's mom also thought that uh, it was Robert's daughter, because they said that she agreed that the baby looked like Robert. So, Roxy said that every time she would obviously bring up Robert or, like, the possibility of Robert being the father, Stephen would just get very angry and, like, had a, uh, a temper, and this concerned Roxy. Obviously, though. Like, I'm sorry, Roxy, <laughs> but what do you think I'll be like? Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, but she said that she felt like she couldn't stand up for herself against Stephen. And when her daughter was 10 months old, she to told Stephen to leave the house that they lived at together. Okay, yeah, fair for her. Like, he still can't be abusive. Yeah, so she kicked Stephen out. Fair. And then Robert and Roxy decide to finally take their relationship to the next <gasps> level because Robert is now separated from his wife. Oh, my God. So, His wife, who was Stephen's sister. Yeah. So, people said that the two seemed pretty happy together and stuff, but Stephen was obviously very angry and very pissed, and he kept trying to talk to Roxy and persuade her to come back to him and let him come back to the house that him and Roxy had lived at together, and he just wanted to get back together with Roxy. No. So, people said that they thought that he was manipulating Roxy a bit, but in two months' time, Roxy kicked Robert out, and the next day moved Steven back in. Why are these men doing this? Like, Roxy must have the power puss, because I don't understand how both these men are tearing their friendship apart for her, and just dividing their time with her. But... I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I guess maybe because they just both want to be or believe that they're the father of the baby. I don't know. 
But the day after Christmas of that year, Robert went back to the house to see what he believed to be his baby, and Stephen and Robert got into an argument. What a surprise. The day after Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> so on January 2nd, 2017, did I ever say this also is in Calvin County, Michigan? I don't know if I ever said that, but sorry. Okay. Thank you. Police get a call about an abandoned car that's in a swampy area, and they say it has Christmas gifts in the back seat, and there, I think, was blood on one of the doors or something. Police run the tags to the car, and it belongs to none other than 28-year-old Robert Barroso. He was reported missing at this point. He had been missing for a couple days. His mom said that the last time she saw him was at her house very early in the morning, and he left walking to his car saying that he was going to go see Stephen, and I think that they were basically going to, like, talk out everything that had been going on. But the mom said he was driving away pretty quickly, and she was, like, a little concerned, but it was Steven, so, the two had been best friends prior to all this, so she was just like, I don't know. But when New Year's had come and people still didn't see or even hear from Robert, they were worried, and that's when they filed a missing persons report. Oh, God. Police talked to Steven, who said that Robert that night had called him and was upset and said to follow him so that the two could talk and finally, like, hash out their issues. The two met on, like, the side of some road, I guess. It's a, they drink a beer together, says Stephen. And they had some words about Roxy. Stephen said that Robert was very upset and just got in his car and drove away. And Stephen thought that maybe Robert was going to kill himself because he was so upset about the relationship with Roxy and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Awkward. At this point, police had dogs searching the area that they said they were at and all that stuff. They tried to look into Robert's phone, but it's like the type of thing where you only have service when you have Wi-Fi, not cellular data, you know? Okay. So they don't really get much from his phone. Yeah. Because they're, yeah, I don't think he was, if he would have used it any of that time, he didn't have Wi-Fi, I'm assuming. Okay. Six days after Robert goes missing, police interview Roxy, and she's just telling the police stuff about everything, Stephen, the whole ordeal. She's at the interview when she receives a Facebook message from Robert's phone. She had been messaging him, like, just like everyone else, being like, where are you, everything. And the message that she received from Robert's phone said, not okay. You and the kids and Steven look happy. I love you. Bye. Okay. Yeah. So, police are kind of like, um, what? So, they're pretty smart, too, just like in your episode. And they try to find the router that sent the message. Because they want to see, like, what's up with it. Because they're not really buying it that Robert sent it. Yeah. They go to Roxy's home on a hunch and sees her router to see, because they're like, maybe Robert would be, his phone would be on the property or something. I don't know. They just do it. <laughs> so they seize the router, and this makes Steven a little uneasy. Uh, detectives notice he starts acting a little bit different. 
fidgety. He's just like, and what's he like? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's like. And he admits that he actually had Robert's phone and had sent the message to Roxy. Oh my God. Why would you even admit that? Why would you not blame it on her? I really have no idea, but pretty quickly he fusses up to that. We need to stop giving serial killers motives. Or (laughs) these people, not serial killers, but people with these motives. I'm like, why would you not blame it on her? It's you, Melissa. It's not me. Stop. So, Stephen then changes his story and says uh, a different thing from the first time he spoke to police. He says that now this time that when he met up with Robert, he put his, that Robert put his cell phone on the trunk, or like just on the hood of the car, and ended up driving away with the phone on the hood of the car, and it just flew off, so Stephen had just picked it up, (laughs) and had sent the message to Roxy. Okay. Yeah. Why? So... When he was questioned, Stephen did end up getting a little angry and a little pissy with detectives and just said that he was going to say the same thing and his story wasn't going to change. So, like, he was done with the interview. Mm-hmm. But he then says that when he was lighting a cigarette and stuff, he, th- he just like, breaks down eventually and says to the detective that he will take the police to Robert. Uh, That's basically all he says. Okay. So, it's late at night, and Stephen gets in the car with the detective and drives him out of town to where he says that Robert is located. Stephen admits on the way that the two were arguing over Roxy and were going to settle things once and for all that night. In a text that Stephen said he received from Robert, Robert said that he was going to bury Stephen, and that made uh, Stephen scared for his life, he thought that Robert was going to kill him, and so he ended up bringing a rifle with him, and he set it aside to make himself feel better, apparently. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when the detective and Stephen are driving, they're on, a, they're on a desolate road, and Stephen tells the detective to pull over, and he leads him out into the woods. All of a sudden, there's like a motionless sort of little lump on the ground. So there's just this like little mound of stuff on the ground and Stephen just points to it and tells the detectives that that's Robert, where Robert's body is. Oh my God. And this is uh, 11 days after Robert had gone missing. Wow. Detectives take Stephen back to the car and he tells them basically everything else that they need to know. He says that the two pulled over and uh, he saw the two were just like talking and arguing and he said that Robert went to get something from his car and Stephen didn't know what it was so he took out his rifle and Robert started walking towards him and Stephen was asking him like what do you have in your hand and he said that Robert pulled out a hunting knife and kept walking towards Stephen and so Stephen ended up shooting Robert because he believed that Robert was going to kill him He said that Robert dropped the knife and was crawling towards Stephen after being shot. So Stephen took the knife and stabbed Robert in the neck to finish the job. Oh my god. He then said that he took the body and drug it off the road. He took the what? The body and drug it off the road. I thought he said bunny. No. The body and drug it off the road into where detectives ended up finding it. Did the body match his account of things? 
Yeah, it was shot and stabbed. It's just weird. A weird story. Yeah. So, at Stephen's murder trial for Robert, Robert's mom, Lori Gothier, testified that the last time she saw her husband was... Or her, her son, I'm so sorry. Robert was in December of 2006 at her home around 4.15 in the morning, which was when he left to go see Stephen. She said she went outside to find Robert getting into the car, and Robert backed his car up next to Stephen's car, and she said she heard Stephen say, I'm going to effing kill you. Pretty incriminating, considering the events. Yeah. So... I believe that Robert had also told his brother or somebody that he was going out there to fight Stephen. And police said that Robert was shot six times and stabbed twice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Robert's mom said that a few days after Robert was missing that Stephen showed up at her home and said that no matter whether Robert is found or not, I'm going to jail just by what I said. Okay. He's like, what the hell does that even mean? But okay. Well, he said that he told Robert that he should, like his dad, go away or just kill himself. Just some incriminating statements from uh, Stephen. Okay. So, Roxy Bruce also testified at court. And they said that seconds after her testimony, they heard sobbing um, outside of the courtroom. So, I'm sure that was really tough for her, obviously. Stephen testified that he killed Robert in self-defense, but the medical expert testified that shots hit Robert in the back, so that was pretty unlikely. They said that uh, Robert was shot five times, but he actually died from the stab wounds, uh, seven stab wounds, one article said. To the face, head, and neck, and one that penetrated Robert's skull and brain. I thought you said before six shots and two stab wounds. Yeah, I don't really know. This might be conflicting stuff from two different articles, but either way, I'll put them there. So, what other one, whatever one is right and wrong, I apologize. But either way, stabbed and shot multiple times. A jury ended up convicting Gutter when he was 30 years old in August of... 2017, I believe. A first-degree murder in use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. And on Monday, uh, I believe it's October 1st, 2017, he was sentenced to mandatory life sentence without parole. Wow. Yeah. And that's the end of it? Yeah. Pretty quick. Quick and right to the point. I mean... (laughs) That's crazy. Like... The whole affair and everything obviously went on for a couple years and stuff, but Stephen, it only took 10 days for him to admit everything that happened, so... And was it confirmed that the child was Robert's? Okay, that's the only thing I could not find out was... I need to look and excuse me, everybody, if I end up finding this and putting it in the notes, but I could not figure out if the child was actually Robert's or Stephen's. But I really need to double check and find that out. Because I was like, "What? why isn't this in any of the articles I'm reading? That. But either way, yeah. Wow. Best friends turned enemies over a girl. 
I mean, I want to say, like, it's not even surprising, but what I don't understand, I honestly think that it sounds to me the child was Robert's, and if that's the case, I think that honestly Stephen just killed him out of his, like, anger and resentment that the child was Robert's and not his. Oh, I think it was definitely just resentment and anger building from them both, and who knows what was going to happen that night regardless, because they obviously met up to fight, Yeah. so... Yeah. It's just crazy and sad that it ended up like that. And it's, I mean, it's just surprising that these two men who were friends, and they were friends before they met this woman, let her come in between the relationship. Like, I thought for a minute that they were going to kill her or something. Nope. That is crazy. Right? And, I mean, at least he owned up to it and admitted it and all that stuff. But still, how do you do that to someone who's your best friend? That's a betrayal. Ex-best friend. That's like a betrayal on all ends. A betrayal for Robert to have cheated with, like, Stephen's wife, and then a betrayal for Stephen to have obviously murdered Robert. Right. Another double betrayal. Seriously, that's crazy. We both, like, almost picked a double. Right. Ah, The drama. The shade of it all. Crazy. (sighs) Yep, just a quick little cap of betrayal. (laughs) Just a cup of betrayal for your trip into work. Yep. Let us know what you think, if you like more crime stories like this, or if you have any themes that you guys want us to do. Yep. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you, and we love you all so very much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, and we will see you guys next time. Yay! Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at Ew, that's creepypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.